Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Welcome, welcome. A beautiful summer afternoon in Missoula, Montana. We'll take you into your evening. It is Tutel Nuanes broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Now carrying Husqvarna dirt bikes, beta dirt bikes, and the brand new Razor 1000s. Check them out at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour, that means you missed the Montana football hour. We talked a lot about just the evolution of fall camp the way it fits into college football, the ways it's gotten easier, the ways it's gotten more detailed, the ways it's gotten better, the ways it's got worse. We also talk extensively just about three big things out of each of Montana and Montana State's football camps. And we also talked a little bit about Dante Olson being named to the Buck Buchanan Award watch list, the only defensive player from the Big Sky Conference. So if you missed anything in that first hour, be sure to check out the podcast, podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app or on iTunes or on Spotify, or you can just check it out at the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Podcast proudly presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you want to check us out on the live stream, you can find that at 1029ESPN.com as well. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you want to give us a call, you can hit us up on the Rangich Brothers RV hotline, 329-1899. And that's where we go right now. We hit Welcome in Craig Haley, FCS Stats. He's a guy that knows more about the FCS than maybe anybody. A guy who I've been following for years and years in terms of his national FCS coverage. Craig, thanks so much for joining us on Two Tell Nuanas today. 
I know you know the uh, the FCS pretty well too, Coulter. But thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. So, Craig, first of all, let's just talk about uh, this time of year and just the difficulties, maybe, of just getting a lens on the FCS from a national picture because, you know, we talk about the Big Sky Conference a lot here in Montana, and there's a lot of crossover with talking about the Missouri Valley as well, especially with North Dakota transitioning out of the Big Sky into the Missouri Valley and some regional rivalries there between the Montana schools and the Dakota schools. But I think a lot of times the Big Sky might get lost on people that follow the Colonial Athletic Association or the Southern or uh, the Ohio Valley and vice versa. I think people out here in Montana follow Big Sky and and the NBC pretty prevalently, but might not have as much of a gauge on the CAA or some of the other uh, East Coast conferences. So from your seat, as a guy that covers the FCS nationally, how difficult is it to keep tabs on 120-plus teams? (laughs) Well, as you know, it's a uh, different world. I mean, every every game is pretty much readily available, uh, you know, with – with streaming and in the conference, you know, TV networks that they have and, and just, you know, instant live scoring. I mean, it's not as hard as, as you would think. You know, 10, 20 years ago, yes. But, you know, there, there is such an interest uh, in the FCS these days that it's, you know, it's been made easier for, for everybody, including the media. That's a, an interesting point, too, because I do think there has gained a lot of momentum in terms of interest on both a regional and national level. For the FCS, in your mind, where does that come from? What has been the driving force in sort of this renewed and maybe uh, forward-thinking uh, interest in in the second tier of Division One college football? Sports is, is year-round now. You know, people you know follow everything in season and out of season. You know, you're always looking for the next best thing uh, coming in your in your favorite sport. So, I think the whole you know NDSU dynasty. You know Carson Wentz going number two in the draft. The the interest overall uh, by sports fans just in the NFL draft. I think in the last five years it's it's been incredible the the amount of interest in the FCS. It's grown and, and yes, a lot of it does have to do with, with having a, a dynasty in a sport. And and you could be a fan of the Bison or somebody who wants to see the dynasty knocked off. But it drives people to a sport when there's a dynasty. No doubt, and I think that there's been some really marquee players, too. You look at Cooper Cup and his rise with the Los Angeles Rams last year before he unfortunately got hurt, and there was all sorts of pundits that were covering the NFL. They are like, where'd this Cup kid come from? <laughs> Anybody that covered the FCS? I mean, I, I covered Cooper Cup live nine times. He never had less than 10 catches or 150 <laughs> yards in a single game that I covered. He was the most surefire Punch it as as a, a guy you'd pay money to see. He was as surefire as it's ever been in terms of guys I've covered, and so I was not surprised at all. But I think it is cool to see some of these guys from the FCS, like Carson Wentz, like Cooper Cup, kind of rise to that national level. Uh, what do you think it's been about some schools in the in the FCS that have been able to garner that sort of talent? In your mind, is it more of a developmental thing, or is is it just kind of an extension of that elevated national brand? Where, where do you think uh, having a number two overall pick in the NFL draft for the FCS? level how has that happened how has the fcs reached that level of prestige i think one of the things is you know everybody you know uh from an nfl perspective when they're uh, you know when you're coming out of high school you, you're not thinking you know a guy who might be an inch you know too short or, or, or a split second too slow in the 40 you're not thinking of them on the nfl level you're thinking of them just you know having a nice career on the college level 
But these guys are talented players. They're motivated, you know, especially if there's doubt about them, and they have a goal of reaching the next level. So I, I think, you know, having players in a program for four or five years, the facilities are so much, you know, better over time. The coaching has gotten better. I mean, just the, the money keeps uh, going higher and higher in, in salaries, and you're getting good coaches uh, and, and the facilities, as I mentioned, that I think these players develop over time. And, you know, they're just there waiting for their chance. And all it takes is one chance. And, you know, players are on equal footing once they're at the next level. As long as they're producing, nobody's going to care where they're coming from as long as they're producing. He is Craig Haley from FCS Stats. He's covered the FCS on a national level since 2001. I had an interesting conversation yesterday, Craig, with Bryce Sturk at Montana State. He's a guy who's a yeah. preseason third-team All-American for the Bobcats, a guy who's a drop-down from Washington. And he could never really break into the Washington lineup, given that they, they've had half a dozen first- or second-round draft picks on that D-line since Chris Peterson took over. But I asked him, I said, well, how would you compare and contrast the level of competition in the Big Sky Conference uh, to, the Big, uh, to, to the Pac-12? And I thought he made an interesting point. He was talking about Zach Red, Montana State's, uh, sophomore center slash guard. He's battling for a spot at both center and guard. And Zach Red is not even six feet tall. He's probably five foot eleven and a half. He probably weighs about two hundred and sixty five, two hundred and seventy pounds. And it's like Bryce Dirk said. He said, "Look over at Zach Red. He would never, ever, ever get recruited by the Pac twelve. He would never get recruited by a single FBS school." But he's like, I think that Zach Red is the hardest player to go against that I have to go against on a regular basis because he's got <laughs> such a low leverage point. He's such a hard worker. He's so tough. And a lot of times those things are sort of beyond measure. And I think that's one cool thing about the FCS as a whole. You can't measure heart, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that, that's a tremendous story to hear. I wasn't aware of that. And, uh, and the FCS is just full of players like that that just want to show how good they can be when people are doubting them, and, and that that is sort of, you know, out there that, you know, a casual fan of football may look, you, you know, don't look as highly on the FCS. So, so these players feel it. And, you know, somebody like, like us who follow it extensively know how good it is. But those ones that, that, that provide the doubt, well, these players are going to take advantage of it. No doubt. FCS Stats has been rolling out a lot of the preseason stuff, and this is some of the most fun time of year because it's just filled <laughs> with conversation and speculation, and you know none of it really means much at all, but it's a great time to just talk about football and get football back in our lives. So, Craig, let's start with the Walter Payton Award watch list. Five players from the Big Sky Conference named to the Payton watch list, including Troy Anderson at Montana State, also Eric Berrier uh, from Eastern Washington, a junior quarterback, Jake Mayer, senior quarterback at UC Davis, Case Cookus, super senior quarterback, back at Northern Arizona, and then we'll call him Charlie T. I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his last name at Portland <laughs> State, but the big tight end, everybody knows big Charlie T over there at Portland State, too. Definitely one of the best tight ends uh, in the Big Sky Conference. And then you look at the Buck Buchanan watch list, just Dante Olson on the list uh, for the Big Sky Conference, a senior at the University of Montana. And the Big Sky has been a fascinating league to cover over the last 14 years, which is what I've been uh, how long I've been covering this league. And we've seen the ebbs and flows of you know, teams like Montana dominating the league with a gritty, tough. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, 
could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet voice and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. Run first attitude, play defense, smack you in the mouth. And then we saw kind of the other side of the pendulum with Eastern Washington really taking off and dominating the league. And then a lot of teams trying to mirror them, including Montana State for a short period of time, really trying to go high octane on offense to try to keep up with Eastern. And now it's been sort of gravitating towards the other side again with Weaver State's rise and how Jay Hill has proven that you truly can win games on special teams and on defense. And that's sort of a similar philosophy that Bobby Houck brings back to Montana, that Jeff Choate has instilled at Montana State. Uh, Even Eastern Washington's running the ball a lot more prevalently and playing a lot better defense than they were under Bo Baldwin now heading into year two under Aaron Best. All that said, you look at those two watch lists and you have a whole bunch of offensive stars uh, on the big sky side of things and just one guy on defense. So did that surprise you at all, the fact that there was so many guys on offense from the big sky on the Peyton watch list? Well, you're always going to have a a ton of uh, talent on the offensive side uh, in the big sky, especially at quarterback. I mean, it's just been a league with with such you know great history at quarterback including winners of the Peyton award uh so it's not surprising to me i mean i i'm also you know glad that we you know we have a a, a tremendous tight end on the list now in, mm-hmm. in charlie t um because you know tight ends aren't, aren't always making the list um so I, I i'm not surprised you know the five players are the most for a conference in the fcs on on the preseason watch list you know, during the season, we do add, you know, more players, you know, maybe 10 to 12. So there will be more players added. I, I do expect that you'll probably get, you know, another player or two from from the big sky. It depends on, you know, who develops. I, I, you know, you mentioned Bryce Sturk. There's a prime example of somebody who could do it. Just, you know, he'll probably keep getting into the, the, the opponent's uh, backfield and, and, and uh you know, having a, a senior, a sensational season. I, you know, Jonah Williams, uh, another one at at Weber State. I mean, I think he; those would probably be the next two in line right now. But you know, we're, we're also looking and waiting to see, you know, how how it you know pans out this season. So, but I mean, there's certainly going to be a, another player or two, I think, on the Buchanan list during the season. And the most intriguing guy on the Walter Payton side of the list might be a guy that could make his way onto the Buchanan side of things, and that's Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson, is, is he's such a fascinating guy because uh, yes, uh, two days ago at Montana State Fall Camp, I watched him do pass rush drills for half an hour, and he went from not having any idea what he was doing to looking like the second-best pass rusher on Montana State behind only Bryce Sturk, and that was just in the span of you know, three different individual uh, drills. And then Jeff Choate said today, hey, we're loving what Troy's given us at Sam Linebacker. We think he is an outstanding player on the edge. But if Troy Anderson needs to have the, his hands on the ball for us to win, we're going to get 15 the ball. It's been a long time since I've seen a guy that has the true positional versatility that Troy Anderson has. I truly think that he could play 
defensive end, outside linebacker, or safety at the FCS level. I think he could, he's proven that he can play quarterback and running back at the FCS level as well. The kid is an absolutely unbelievable athlete who also, just because he picks things up so, so quickly, he's such a, a one-rep guy, as Jeff Choate says. It only takes him a couple reps to get things down. But, I, I mean, can you remember a guy in, in your almost 20 years covering the FCS, Craig, that has the position versatility uh, that could maybe even land on the watch list of both the Peyton and the Buck? <laughs> Nobody jumps to mind. That's yeah, a great right. question. And, and this, what's great about him is on offense, he can be a number of positions. It's not like he's he's a two-way player and he just plays one spot on, on each side. I mean, you're talking, you know, an, an all-big sky, you know, co-first teamer last year at quarterback, and, and now they can use him at fullback and split him out wide as a receiver. So he is just electric with what he can do. Um, I I think he is. You know, certainly the most fascinating player in the, in the FCS because I think that Montana State will use him uh, a decent amount on offense just to give him touches because just him being out there as a threat will change the game for that offense, even if he's not getting the ball. And obviously, you know, he's he's a big time uh, linebacker as well. So I, I think he's truly fascinating. Your your question, wow, no, nobody comes to mind that with this kind of versatility with what he can do. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, he, Jeff Choate's coached college football uh, since 2003, various stops at Utah State, Boise State, Washington, Washington State, Florida, and Choate's coached some unbelievable players. He coached Dante Fowler Jr., who went on to be the number three overall pick out of Florida. He's coached Shaq Thompson. He's coached a defensive line at Washington that includes guys like Danny Shelton and Vita Vea and Greg Gaines. He coached Doug Martin at, at mm-hmm. Boise State, and he says that Troy Anderson is among the most gifted athletes. He puts him in the same sentence as Shaq Thompson and, and Dante Fowler, so I think that's a, a true testament to the kid and just his his absolutely unbelievable gifts. Craig Haley joining us on the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Craig, I want to get into the polls with you. The Stats FCS preseason top 25 came out today, and it seems like no matter what 2 through 25 is, you can just copy and paste number one. It's been the same number one for seven, eight years. I mean, I, I think that James Madison snuck into the number one spot for a couple weeks back in 2016, but it's been North Dakota State all day, every day, pretty much for the duration of this decade. And I know that North Dakota State loses a ton. They lose Easton Stick, who's now with the San Diego Chargers. They lose a variety of their skill players, including, their, I think, their top two running backs. They lose guys at all three levels of their defense, including Robbie Grimsley, who started 60-plus games there at safety. Greg Menard, a great outside pass rusher. but they And they lose Chris Kleiman and a lot of their staff to Kansas State. But it seems like the culture of winning there is just so unbreakable that North Dakota State, they just have this thing rolling. And you mentioned the attention that this brings to the FCS, the, the fact that there is a dynasty that people either root for or root against. But just how entrenched is North Dakota State? I mean, I, do you do you see the Bison as the preseason FCS national championship favorites again? I, I truly believe so. Um, and, and you're right. They only have seven returning starters, you know, let alone the, the coaching the coaching uh, change to Matt Entz. But... You know the the players they keep recruiting during this dynasty are just so talented that yes, we may not know some of their names as well as you know some of their All Americans, but they're just players that need that opportunity. I think they deserve to be number one. I think it it reflects that way when they're getting 142 of our 160 uh, first place votes in, in the stats preseason poll. At the same time, that they're they are a little vulnerable. 
Um, I think you can, you know, put Eastern Washington, James Madison, you know, South Dakota State, maybe UC Davis. I think those are the the, the next group that you can definitely say, hey, these, if it's not NDSU this year, one of these teams is going to win the national title. Um, there's there's often a surprise uh, as well, you know, like a you know a Towson making the title game at Illinois State. So I mean, somebody else could emerge, but I do think that that small group right behind the Bison, you know, makes makes them sweat a little. Even though the, you know the Bison are going to be a confident group, all they have to do is just plug in new guys. It's interesting to watch just the recruiting too, because when Craig Bowl left, I think people thought they might take a step back, but they continued to recruit high-level players, and then all of a sudden they started being able to recruit guys like Robbie Grimsley, who was Mr. Minnesota, a guy that chose North Dakota State over some interest from some Big Ten schools. And then they go out and they get a guy like Jabril Cox, who had offers from <laughs> Iowa and Iowa State. I mean, like Jeff Choate said, when they were preparing, when Montana State was preparing for North Dakota State last year, Jeff Choate said, I don't know where they found this Cox kid, but this kid can play anywhere. He's like, I'm talking about anywhere, North uh, Notre Dame, Washington, Wisconsin, anywhere. And I think that that's the level that North Dakota State has reached. I think the success has bred so much of a great recruiting pitch because you can say, hey, come here. You will win. You will do nothing but win, and you will even win when you're playing against some of the schools that you that we're maybe trying to steal you from. Schools like Iowa State and Kansas State and Minnesota. So just the level that they've reached, the recruiting that they've reached, it's unbelievable. It's unprecedented, honestly. It it is, and I, I think just you know a year like this where, where it's odd, where where they're replacing so much, coming off you know back to back titles and, and seven out of eight years, they probably have a little bit of chip on their shoulder because people are, are going to start pointing to some of these other programs saying, hey, this is the end of the dynasty. Well, you know what? It, it probably isn't. I mean, I, I felt two, uh, three years ago when James Madison beat him in the, in, in the semifinals, I didn't think it was time to say the dynasty is over. I just, you know, it was halted at that time. But it, sure enough, it continued. And I, I feel that, you know, now they're feeling they've got to protect you know what everybody's uh, done ahead of them, and I, I you know, they're going to be a favorite in, in probably every game except for maybe at South Dakota State, depending on where those teams, you know, you know, stand come October 26th. But they have a chance to to go out there, put up a big season, uh, regular season, and, and be a one or two seed in the play, and and have home field advantage in the playoffs. So they're going they're going to have a good chance to get back to Frisco, even though they they have so much change this year rest of the stats preseason fcs top 25 the top 10 included three teams from the big sky conference eastern washington uc davis and weber state all three of those teams shared the big sky conference title a year ago all three earned playoff seeds and all three won playoff games including eastern washington winning several playoff games and advancing all the way to that fcs national championship game where they fell to north dakota state uh, but, Craig, I want to ask you about the other two teams in the FCS uh, Stats Top 25. That's Montana State and Montana. Montana State comes in at number 14 in the first uh, stats poll, and Montana down at number 25. Uh, but I know in, in the preseason preview you wrote for both stats as well as Athlon Sports that uh, you had Montana State up at number 8. And I know you had the Grizzlies there lingering in the top 20 as well. What is your take on the two Montana schools and do you think that this is a year where the Big Sky might be able to fight for five playoff spots, which is something that has never happened for the Big Sky Conference? I think five is a definite possibility because, you know, uh, the committee is, yeah, they're, they're selecting the field year to year, but, you know, it has to be in the back of their mind, you know, the type of year the Big Sky had last year, 
And, and if they have another great year like that, you know, they have to reward a conference. Uh, so I, I think five is a possibility. I, when I uh, had Montana State number eight in my preseason ballot, that was a while ago. That was before, the, uh, you know, it was learned that Chris Murray wasn't going to be back. I still feel they can, they're a top ten possibility. Um, maybe eight's probably a little high going in, but I, I'm still going to stick by it because I, I think, they're going to, you know, have a tremendous year. You know, I think, you know, Tucker Rovig has to prove himself over the long haul, but that's also where you add in Troy Anderson, um, you know, on, on offense and, and sometimes maybe at, at quarterback. So I think they're going to have a, a really strong year. Um, I think, you know, they. I even feel they could be the third best team ahead of Weaver State, but Weaver State's, you know, certainly feeling some of the people doubting them, so they could really, you know, come on strong. Montana, I think, I think they're going to be outstanding. They have a lot back. Obviously, they they brought in some players as well. You know, I you know, it's hard to to pick against the Bobby Houck team. You know, they were a little disappointing with the six and five overall record last year. You know, I think that Portland State game you know, ultimately kept them out of the playoffs. But I, I think their schedule is, is quite hard. I think that first game with South Dakota will go a long way for where they're headed. I mean, that's that's a huge win on the road if they can get it done. But if they don't, well, then they have to start worrying because early in the year you got those other trips to Oregon and, and UC Davis. But I think they're a very talented team. I think, you know, they could be a 7-8 a win kind of team in the regular season i think their game at montana state and again what a what a tough road schedule i think that could decide whether they get back to the playoffs but yes if, if there's a fifth team coming out of the league you have to include montana in the conversation no doubt he is craig haley from stats fcs craig tell people how can they follow your work how can they follow you on the social media and how can they find your your great coverage of the fcs Sure. Uh, it's at Craig Haley on, on Twitter. Um, and our FCS uh, website is, is www.fcs.football. I also write for Athlon Sports. But, uh, we're, you know, it's that type of the year, time of the year where we're, we're, we got a little bit of everything going on. So we're, we're certainly excited. Greg, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll make sure everybody goes and checks them out. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Coulter. I appreciate it. Craig Haley, Stats FCS, great insight for from the national FCS picture and uh, just affirming everything we've talked about here on Two Tail Nuanas about the potential of five Big Sky Conference teams getting into the FCS playoffs. I think it's going to come right down to it. I think that Cat Grizz game could be a playoff game for one or even both sides of the rivalry. And uh, Weber State, we'll see if they can continue to maintain their momentum as two-time Big Sky Conference champs. I think Eastern Washington has the most conducive schedule to success and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Eric Berrier. And then UC Davis, a litany of talent, a litany of veteran players, and one of, the, one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the country in Jake Mayer. So it'll be an interesting race to follow, and we'll give you all the different factors, both from Montana, Montana State, and the rest of the big sky as August marches on. Hey, are you tired of your business travel rates being jacked up when you travel for the summer? Fear not when you choose the Wingate by Wyndham. Many other hotels raise corporate travel rates, but the Wyndham with the Wingate is committed to keeping their rates the same year-round for qualified customers. If you're a business traveler who is tired of summer rate increases, Wingate by Wyndham can help you all summer and all year. Wingate by Wyndham offers great year-round rates for the corporate travelers with a bonus of extra Wyndham rewards points. 
Just give Kim or Alicia a call, 406-541-8000. That's 541-8000 today to learn more. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even if you're not. And get those fold lines ready, 329-1899. On the other side, we got one last name, your tune. We're sending two of you at least a pair of tickets to the B-52s at the Kettle House Amphitheater next week. One more registration. We got three registers already. We need a fourth. All you got to do is give us a call and name that tune. That's next. Gotta love it. Reese is playing the good tunes back there today. You must know it's a Monday, trying to get me all hyped up. It is to tell Nuanas broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway, Missoula. Now carrying Husqvarna dirt bikes, beta dirt bikes, brand new Razor 1000s, and all sorts of other fun off-road vehicles. Go check them out at KurtzPolaris.com or at the Kurtz Polaris location, 2904 West Broadway. It is the Montana Football Hour. We're already out of time, but we're going to extend it just a little bit, even though it's not going to be technically in the first hour of the show because we're going to get Craig Haley on the line here just after this next break. Craig is the senior writer and editor of Stats FCS. He's covered the FCS on a national level for a really long time. So we're going to talk about preseason polls, preseason awards, and All-American teams, and uh, just where the Big Sky Conference fits into the national landscape. And I also have a little debate I want to have with him as far as Ivy League teams in the playoffs as well. This has been the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford in Missoula. Lithia Ford in Missoula is proud to announce the arrival of the all-new 2019 Ford Ranger. 2019 Ford Ranger features best in-class towing up to 7,500 pounds, best class payload at 1,800 pounds, and is rated the most fuel-efficient gas-powered pickup in America. If you're in the market for a mid-sized pickup, then look no further than the all-new Ford Ranger. Get yours at Lithia Ford in Missoula today. The first Montana football hour of August in the books, but we have fall camp coverage for you every single day, both right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana, and SkylineSportsMT.com. Keep the dial right here. On the other side, Craig Haley, FCS Stats, talking national FCS football, where the Big Sky, the Montana Grizzlies, the Montana State Bobcats fit into the mix. Two tell Nuanas. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas. No to tell, just Nuanas. I was flustered when I got in here, but now I'm doing great. Now I'm in the zone, talking some fall camp, talking some FCS football. Appreciate my guests, Brooks Nuanas and Craig Haley, for joining me. It's been a fun day. It is cold through Nuanas, broadcasting to you live on 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide on SWX Montana Television. And around the globe on YouTube, just go to YouTube, type in 2 tell go check out that live stream that Tommy's got all fixed up, making us look all pretty, even when we're not. As always, broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios, Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway, now carrying Husqvarna dirt bikes, beta dirt bikes, and the brand new Razor 1000s. Check them out at Kurtz Polaris. If you want to find us online, 1029ESPN.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula. You can also find all our good works at Skyline Sports. MT.com. 
stepping out of the college football universe for the first time in the first 97 minutes of the show. We're going to talk a little music. Kettle House Amphitheater, one of the great small venues in all of music, in my opinion. I've been to more than a dozen shows out there the last two summers, and it's definitely one of the great parts about Missoula. It's a great place to just take in a show. Every genre of music is great out there. And I, you know, I've seen a variety of acts watching the sunset along the Blackfoot River and taking in a show. Uh, and the logistics out there are flawless. I mean, the, the parking is never that big of a headache. The to and from, especially if you take the shuttle buses, it's great. Log Jam is doing an outstanding job out there, and it's a great place. But uh, later on this week, August 8th to be specific, the B-52s going to play out there. That's going to be a really fun new wave show uh, from some of the pioneers of new wave music. And to tell Nuanas, the last week and a half or so, we've been doing a little Name That Tune contest. And if you name that tune correctly, you win yourself a pair of Missoula Osprey tickets, and you also get entered in for our ticket giveaway for two tickets to that B-52s concert out at the Kettle House Amphitheater. So all you got to do right now is you got to listen here. We're going to give you about 10, 12 seconds of a song. Today's Name That Tune. Give us a call. Tell us that tune. And we'll get you registered for these B-52 tickets. Go ahead, Reese. Give them a taste of what we got for today's Name That Tune. All right. All right. Pretty iconic. Pretty memorable. If you know it, you know it. 329-1899. Give us a call right now and tell us. Go ahead and name that tune. We're going out to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Who are we speaking with? This is Paul. Hey, Paul, welcome to Tutel Nuanas. Can you name that tune? Uh, Rock Lobster. Bye. Who is it by? Rock Lobster. Do you know Do you know who sings it? Oh, B-52s. Of course. We had to give you one B-52s, and we couldn't use the Love Shack, but it is Rock Lobster by the B-52s. Congratulations, Paul. Very well done. Are you excited about this show? If, if you win these tickets, are, are you going to be stoked to go out to the hey, Absolutely. Yeah. I might even put on a beehive hairdo. I love it. I love it. Have you been out to the Kettle House Amphitheater yet? I have a few times. It's great. Awesome. It's a great venue. It's a wonderful addition to Missoula. Hey, Paul, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Congratulations on getting registered. Give Reese your information. Just your name, phone number, and uh, we will get you all entered in. And tomorrow, tune in to Tutel Nuanas. We'll be doing this ticket giveaway uh, tomorrow from our four finalists. But you also win yourself a pair of Osprey tickets just for getting that one right. Well done, Paul, and we'll talk to you soon. Colter, thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy the show. There you go. Got four people entered. Ryan Tutel, he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and we will uh, we'll make sure we pick from these four finalists to get the tickets for that great show out, down at the Kettle House Amphitheater, the B-52s in Missoula, August 8th. want to give you a couple Grizz position battles to watch with the Montana Grizzlies opening up fall camp tomorrow, and we got a bunch of other stuff to tease for later on this week with Tutel's illustrious return. So we'll get to all of that after this. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, 
More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Welcome back. Tutel Nuanez. No Tutel, just Nuanez, but that's just for one day. Ryan Tutel will be back in the saddle tomorrow. But Coulter Nuana is here with you, broadcasting live, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide on SWX Montana Television, as well as around the globe on YouTube TV. Go check us out at all three of those different outlets. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway, now carrying Husqvarna dirt bikes, beta dirt bikes, and the brand-new Razor 1000s. Check them out at Kurtz Polaris. If you missed anything, in the first hour and 45 minutes of the show, we had the Montana Football Hour. First segment, breaking down a little bit of my thoughts on the evolution of fall camp, both the good and the bad. Some thoughts from Jeff Choate on the evolution of fall camp. He says, these kids these days, they got it so daggum easy. And I agree. It's not it's not the same bloodbath it used to be. And there's some good parts about that, and there's some bad parts about that. So we talked a lot about that in the first segment. We're also joined by Brooks Nuana at SkylineSportsMT.com, giving you three big things, three big storylines out of both Montana and Montana State's ensuing fall camps. The Cats, four days in. The Grizz reported yesterday they got a day of meetings today. They'll hit the Dorn Blazer fields tomorrow. So we have some intriguing uh, conversations there from Brooks Nuanas. And then we also talked a little bit about the FCS preseason stats national poll and Dante Olson landed on the Buck Buchanan award watch list. Hour number two, great conversation with Craig Haley, both about the Bobcats, the Grizzlies, the Big Sky Conference, and the rest of the FCS playoff picture. Uh, and this the national picture as, as a whole in terms of where North Dakota State stacks up this year. They were the consensus number one in the poll once again. Might as well just etch that in stone. Just get it tattooed on your forehead. NDSU is number one. Everybody else fighting for every spot after that. But we got into how that's happened, why it's happened, and will it continue to happen. And we also talked a lot about the way that the Big Sky fits into the national playoff picture and can the Big Sky get five teams into the playoffs. So check that out. If you missed any of that, you can find it on the podcast. The podcast is located on the TuneIn Radio app. It's also on iTunes. It's also on Spotify. And you can also find it at the station website, 129ESPN.com. Podcast proudly presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. So go check it out. Want to give you a couple of storylines out of the Grizz fall camp with them hitting the field tomorrow. Some key position battles for the Montana Grizzlies. I think that last year the deficiencies in both depth and talent were addressed up front by Bobby Houck. He talked about them consistently and almost relentlessly. The offensive line, the depth at linebacker, the talent and depth in the secondary. And and then I think following last season with the Montana D-line only notching seven total sacks, I think that there was a, an added priority on finding an edge rusher or maybe two or uh, several edge rushers. Bobby Houck, their, his teams the first time around 2003 through 2009, they made a living getting the quarterback. They had all sorts of dudes that were premier edge rushers. They got to the point where they had seasons where they were bringing guys like Lance Spencer and Dustin DeLuey and Mike Murphy off the bench, and those guys were going out and getting six, eight, ten sacks, not, not to mention the headlining guys like Tim Bush and Corey Bierman and guys like that they were playing ahead of them uh, were just piling them up. Corey Bierman won the Buck Buchanan Award in 2007, but the, the pass rush from uh, Andy Pedic pre-Bobby Houck through 
guys like Tim Bush and Lance Spencer and Mike Murphy through guys like Croy Beerman and Severin Campbell and Jace Palmer. Uh, it was an elite pass rush, no doubt. Uh, Bobby Hawk's first tenure, and I know that they really wanted to address that, and that'll be a key during this fall camp is the competition there. Uh, but for me, the top position group battles, here's the four I have listed, and then a fifth with a question mark just because I think there's some intriguing talent there. Uh, but the four I have as my top position battles uh, for the Montana Grizzlies, I think that the interior defensive line is going to be a, an intriguing uh, competition because I think that Montana has some really talented, young, but really inexperienced players. Uh, Braden Deming showed flashes last year. I think he's a, a really good guy. Uh, he's now a redshirt sophomore out of Billings West. He's got the size. He's got the girth. I saw him at the Big Sky Outdoor Track Championships, and he's looking the part, no doubt. And if he can really solidify one of those inside spots, that could definitely make waves for the Grizz D-line. Eli Alford was a kid who played as a freshman last year, a transfer from Air Force Prep, so he does have uh, kind of an extra year out of high school, a little bit more physically mature, but now he's a true sophomore. But I liked his, his grit. I liked his hand punch. I thought he was good at the point of attack last year in limited reps. So if he can come along, that could be a boon for the depth. And then Alex Gubner is a kid who is he is physically mature. He's physically ready. He's six foot three, 290, 295 pounds. And he's really physical. He's a mean. He plays with a mean streak. And that, that popped right away during spring ball. But he's also a guy that's been up and down in terms of mastering the scheme. But you got those three guys in there. And I think if, if those three guys can sort of pan out, then all of a sudden Jesse Sims can move out uh, to strong end, and I think that's his more uh, his more natural position. I think that could help solidify the defensive line. Uh, so I think that the battle for those with among those young guys who can rise to the top that's going to be key on the Montana defensive front. I think edge rusher is going to be really an intriguing one because R.J. Nelson is a guy that has a lot of talent, but he doesn't necessarily have the mass to play up front yet. I'm interested to see if he's put on some mass in the offseason. I almost guarantee you he has. He was sort of thrown to the fire early on, and he kind of had to. It was kind of a trial by fire. So we'll see if he can make some progress, and if he put on some weight, if he has, he'll be able to at least fight for a job there at that edge position. And then Jed Nagler was a guy that was recruited as a wide receiver. I always thought he was an outside linebacker coming out of uh, Whitefish, Montana. He was a guy that was a he had amazing track times, a state champion in the 100 and the 200 and the high jump, a guy that maybe could have even transitioned to become a decathlete or a multi-athlete if he would have chosen track. I thought he always had the build of an edge, an outside linebacker or or maybe a, just a kind of hybrid bandit type guy. And, but he played receiver his first couple of years under Bob Stitt, moved to defense last year, suffered a bad knee injury, but he looks to be back fully healthy from that. If he can make strides, that could be interesting. But those two guys are going to be battling with three different transfers who Montana brought in in the offseason. I have uh, Mason Vineyard from Washington State. He's six foot five, 235 pounds, looks the part all day. He's long, he's lean, he runs really, really well, ran a 10-900 in high school. Uh, so if he can... Uh, he might be the answer on the edge, but who knows? And Joe Babros, he's six foot four, two fifty. I'm really interested to see these transfers in person because you can tell right away just the physical makeup that they have and and how and why they landed at the FCS level. Babros comes to Montana from NC State, and then one of the most intriguing guys in all of fall camp for Montana is going to be Ryder Rice. He's from Savage, Montana. He's a guy who played six man in high school, played at Rocky Mountain College, but he was a Frontier Conference All-League player and an All-American last year at Rocky. Led the Frontier with 12 and a half sacks. I'm so interested to see how that production translates to this level. Will, will he be a guy that just contributes? Will he be a guy that pushes for a starting spot? Will that experience overwhelm uh, the notion that he comes from a lower level? We'll see. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, the third position group battle I got down is running back because I think that you know, Adam Eastwood returns 
but I think that there are several young guys and a newcomer that are chomping at the bit to maybe still carries from Adam Eastwood, uh, led by Marcus Knight, the junior college transfer. I thought he improved as much as any player on the roster during spring drills. Uh, he was a guy that was he showed a lot of juice right out the gates, but he didn't necessarily show the patience required uh, for a Division One running back uh, right out right off the bat. But he learned some patience. His vision seemed to improve uh, as the fall camp or excuse me as spring football went along so he'll be a guy that pushes eastwood but i also think that drew turner a redshirt freshman out of kalispell glacier uh, will be in the mix Uh, and i also think that garrett graves might thrust himself in that mix as well garrett graves is a guy that played quarterback through most of spring but i think that he's a talented enough guy i think you got to figure out a way to get him on the field even if it's it's as a short yardage back Uh, but you know i think there's a lot of solid guys in the running backs room who can emerge can somebody emerge as a guy that might be able to be an elite talent We'll see. Uh, the the third or the fourth group, excuse me, that I have written down is safety. Uh, Robbie Houck is entrenched. He's a guy that runs the alley better than anybody in the league, and his job in terms of what Montana wants him to do defensively is not a lot to do with coverage. It has to do with coming downhill, cleaning things up, being the last line of defense, especially in the run game, and being uber physical. And he was tremendous at that last year, notching ninety five tackles. But the spot next to him with Reed Miller graduated. Uh, Gavin Robertson really had a hard time kind of finding a solidified spot there last year after transferring from Arizona. Uh, but there's some talented guys there, including Nash Fouch, a former three-star recruit out of Woodenville, Washington, who looks the part all day. Michael McGinnis, who's been one of the fastest risers for for Montana the last couple of years, a guy that was a, an academic scholarship kid out of Sydney, Montana. Great track times, really raw football player, uh, but he's really developed. He, he's about 195, 200 pounds now. Uh, and he looks the part as well. And Jackson Pepe might throw himself into the mix there as well, a kid from Kalispell Glacier. So a lot of young guys, a lot of redshirt freshmen fighting for position there. And then Gavin Crow, he's back at his natural spot of safety rather than playing corner like he did a year ago. So I think that Montana went from maybe having a talent deficiency at safety to having a bunch of young guys who can play. Now they just have to go out and prove it. And then the one I had a question mark by is tight ends because I think Colin Bingham is entrenched there as a senior, uh, a potential captain. Uh, but I, I do think that there's a couple really talented guys. Bryson Deming, who's Braden Deming's twin brother, he's an uber talented guy who showed some flashes a year ago, and he looked really, really big last time I saw him too. So he could be a guy that could be pushing for some playing time. And then Matt Rensvold from Polson, Montana, he showed flashes last year as well, caught a couple touchdowns. And I've heard from people inside the program, they say Matt Rensvold has among the best hands on the entire Grizz football team. And that's saying something when you got a receiving core that includes guys like Jerry Louie McGee and Gabe Solser and Sammy Akem and Samari Torre and Mitch Roberts. You know, they got a whole bunch of dudes who can catch the football at a high level. So saying Rensvold has some of the best hands on the team, high praise for people inside the Montana football program. So we'll see. Uh, you know, Bingham's going to get some, he's going to get a bunch of reps. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. I think he's a guy that's really benefited from that position coming back. But how do the other guys fit in? Can, can Rensvold push him? Can Deming push him? It remains to be seen. And then, of course, we're going to have our eyes all over that offensive line. I think the addition of Cordell Pilons and Moses Mallory is huge for the Grizz. If those two guys can solidify those two guard spots and Cy Sermon is what he's being touted as, as center, a guy that has great chemistry with Dalton Sneed, all of a sudden Montana's interior offensive line could be a lot better, and that could help Montana in everything they want to do with their DNA, from converting short yardage situations in the in the run game to protecting Dalton Sneed better to just operating overall better on offense. I think it will, again, be a key for the Montana Grizzlies. 
and, and of course, it's going to be fun to watch the corners as well. I think that they need to develop some more talent there, or some more depth. Excuse me. I thought Darian Nash and Justin Calhoun were uh, better than I expected them to be as converted wide receivers a year ago. And we'll see if they can take the next step. We'll see if some of the new additions there. So we'll have a ton of coverage for you guys. I'll be down at practice tomorrow interviewing Bobby Halk. I'm going to watch as much as I can before I beat feet back here and join Ryan Tutel. A couple other things to look forward to this week. Of course, Tutel will be back tomorrow, so we'll have that. Uh, we've been doing this series of live broadcasts from around Missoula. This Thursday, we're at Red's Bar, so come check us out. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to the Grizz at Oregon football game on September 14th. So come hang out with Tutel and Nuanas. The first 20, Widmer Brothers Hefeweizens, they're on us. They're for free. So come drink beer. Come hang out with the boys down at Red's Bar on Thursday. And also tomorrow we'll be giving away those B-52s tickets. So that'll be a fun one as well. And then finally, the ESPN Roundtable this week featuring former Montana and Montana State defensive coordinator Ty Gregorak. Jam-packed week on Tutel and Nuanas. Football is back. It's the greatest time of year there is. Ryan Tutel back in the saddle tomorrow. In the meantime, be well. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.